0: Hello everyone, live from Las Vegas. Well, not really live,
1: but <laughs> we're, we're, we're live. Live so on tape.
0: You're not listening to this live. <laughs> My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are
1: Ridiculously, Ridiculously bored.
0: bored. Hey, we had to get that one right. We're actually looking <laughs> at each other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the annual guys trip is upon us much later than normal. Um, We normally do this around the summertime, but through um, GQ schedule or lack understanding of how to fucking tell everybody his schedule, we've pushed it all the way to now, and actually, (laughs) the reason why we even got it now was because david eventually said to him if you don't pick a fucking date michael and i are going on this date and so it made him uh, bring up his schedule and kind of figure out what actually worked
0: but well, what the fuck man we're adults right normally and you're you're you guys are accountants so i mean you send out a spreadsheet with a whole bunch of dates on it all you have to do is like look at the dates and go, yes, I'm available. No, I'm not. And he still couldn't do
1: that. Yes. And what did he actually do, as we talked about? He picked one weekend where yeah. he said yes <laughs> that one of us already couldn't do that weekend. So it really was irrelevant. But. And it's
0: not like we just gave, like, hey, here's five weekends to choose. There were, like, 52 weekends. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So I think uh, what we'll do is, obviously, we had a couple ideas that we were going to talk about. But maybe we'll just bounce around Vegas a little bit. We'll see where we get to. Um, and then, if we depends on the time, we'll we'll go from there. We are actually going to shoot to release this though on Tuesday, which is actually the one year anniversary of the first episode dropping. So we, this is for all the people who look for it on Monday, it'll be available on Tuesday, like uh, for this week. All right. Well, first of all, I got to point out that
0: it's already too late because they'll be listening to this on Tuesday. So, you're you're talking like you're warning them that, hey, this is going to be late, but they're not going to get it until
1: it's already late. Recording this is like time travel. (laughs) That's the the problem. It's because you got to think about when it's coming out and when you're recording it. So, all right. So... I guess then, scratch all that. I apologize to everybody that this didn't come out yesterday. (laughs) Enjoy the episode. So first I want to talk about, before we get into this week, I want to talk about the unprovoked attack by David in the notes last week (laughs) for saying that I'm a 45-second pump chump. (laughs) Uh, But at the same time, I'd actually like to thank him for giving me an extra 15 seconds. (laughs) All right. Oh, man. So David and I arrived on Thursday night. Yeah. Well, um, you,
0: you flew out. Wait, how long was that flight? Uh, five and a half hours. Yeah. So I drove out, got here in record time. Never have I ever gotten to Vegas from Phoenix driving in under four hours, and I was able to do it this time.
1: Yeah, and David's so awesome at math and time change that he said, Oh, I'll get there right at the time to pick you up at the airport. And then as it <laughs> turns out, not only did he get here in record time super early, but he forgot there's a time change.
0: <laughs> so two hours early. Yeah.
1: So he was like, "You got to take a cab." And so, <laughs> now, hold on, how much was that? Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I want to get into. So the cab industry is fucking dying, right? Lyft and Uber is eating its lunch, and one of the reasons is so they've recently, it appears. I asked one of the drivers, they recently converted to a meter running when you get in at the airport to a flat rate of twenty eight dollars. And I asked the uh, one of the uh, people here, I said, oh, how much does it normally cost? And they're like, oh, it normally costs like 21 or so. So in essence, they not only have, they're getting less people, but they're jacking up the price to make up for it. So it was fucking $28, plus then there's a fee for being at the airport, there's a fee for using your credit card, and I gave the guy a tip. So it became about a $40 trip. Uber and Lyft, I looked later, was 22 bucks. So, why the fuck would I ever use a cab again when I'm leaving the airport here? Not. Well, I think it's, I, they're hoping to
0: catch people, because it's easier to catch cab, right? Mm-hmm. As long as the line's not super long, which, because of Uber and Lyft, it hasn't really been super long. You can just walk out, jump on a cab, and go. I think they're trying to, uh, to catch the fact that it's easier to just get out of the airport and jump in there and just be done. You don't have to worry about it, and I guess they're, I don't know what they're thinking about the costs, because right. it used to be 15 bucks to Get a cab from the airport to any hotel on the strip.
1: Yeah, so b- b- let me back up a little bit. At the airport in the the Delta Lounge, yes, I was in the Delta Lounge. <laughs> the uh, Delta Lounge, Joe Torre was there. Mm. He was all the way on the other side, but he actually took his mask off to. For May- our non-New York fans,
0: Joe oh. Torre is a former manager of the New York Yankees and has multiple World Series rings. Yes.
1: And, which I forgot about, also a former manager of the New York Mets. Really? For, yeah, a couple years in the 70s and 80s, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, I didn't know that either. I, uh, I actually didn't remember it as a kid. Huh. So um, I see him in the airport. I take a picture of him from really far away. I'm, I'm not a star fucker, so I wasn't going to go walk up to him or anything. But I sent the picture to David and GQ, and I'm like, hey, Joe Torre's in the airport with me. And he, it was pretty far. Like, you had to zoom in, and then zoom in, and then, if you were lucky, zoom in again. And so... They're like, yeah, all right, I guess. So then Joe actually and Joe Torrey ended up actually being on my flight, Mm -hmm. calling him Joe now like we're buddies. (laughs) Well, me and Joe. No, so then Joe Torrey was on my flight. Um, And then just a little funny story. At one point, I guess the fastest way in his mind to get to his first class seat was to come down the wrong side, loop around through coach and go back in. But when he was coming through coach, I'm like, oh, my God, that's fucking sad that this guy – how much money he's made and how long he's made money, he's flying fucking coach. But he wasn't. He went he went into first class. So um, I didn't bother him. I, I, don't, I don't like to walk up to people. I know they just kind of want to be left alone. I guess the other side of it is not the best thing to just creepily take a photo from across the room. But that, that's what I did at the time. Then when we're getting our luggage, there's a ton of people taking photos with him, asking him, like, hey, can I take a selfie, et cetera, et cetera. So they do that. And I saw it. It was pretty close to me, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not going over. Then he walks right next to me to get his luggage, and he's now standing basically over my shoulder. So I turned around, and I said, look, Joe, I said, you're way too close for me not to ask for a photo. I'm like, can I get a photo with you? So he's like, sure, no problem. So we get ready to take the photo, the selfie, and both him and I have our masks on, and he's now in the process of taking off his mask. And he says to me, he's like, what are you doing? He's like, take off your mask. He's like, do you want people to know who the fuck you are in your photo? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, all right, fair point. So, yeah. Um, I actually got a picture of his one of his uh, World Series rings, which was nice as well. So uh, it was very nice. And his, uh, I don't want to call him a handler, his agent, his driver, whoever the guy was, was saying things like, uh, yeah, he does this with everybody. Like, he'll sign as much as you want. He'll hang out as much as you want, which is really nice.
0: Yeah. So anyone, if you see Joe Torre on the street, don't hesitate to go up and... Mug him. Tell him Michael sent you. (laughs) Tell him Michael sent you, for sure. So we're in Vegas, and obviously every time we come to Vegas, we gamble the
1: shit out of this place. How are you doing? Are we allowed to talk about it? (laughs) We are. My wife doesn't listen, so we're fine. Um, Honey, if you could clear out your car, though, because uh, we're going to be putting that on the market on Monday. (laughs) So uh, actually, look, I bring a certain amount to lose over the four days. Uh, we're three days in now. I've lost about half of it, which is, mm-hmm. to me, actually, is not that bad, right? So, if and I try to break it up in twenty five percent increments over each of the four days. And you know, we David and I have talked about this. The first day, I lost two hundred bucks. Um, so I lost less than I planned on, which is great. But that two hundred bucks lasted me like six hours when we were gambling. So you look at
0: it from the perspective of, I'm buying entertainment. Yes. Okay, so uh, it's not bad. And at some
1: point, we'll talk about other entertainment that walked up to us at the bar (laughs) that could have been bought if we wanted to. (laughs) So, yeah, so exactly. So, like, I just, I want to be able to have fun. I know I'm going to lose. I'm fully fucking, had fully accepted that. I just want to be able to have fun while I'm doing it. So Thursday night was great. Played about five or six hours. The end of the night, lost 200 bucks. Um, And the funny thing is, We could have been even for the night. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, probably if I had a guest, five minutes before we went to bed, (laughs) I said to David, David and I both got to even. So I'm like, look, it's been a fucking bunch of hours. We're now even. Let's just go up now, right? And David said. I said, uh,
0: I don't want to go up even. That's no fun. Yeah.
1: So five minutes later, we both went down a couple hundred bucks, and then we went upstairs. <laughs> so that was how the first night ended. You don't come to Vegas to break even. It's like kissing your uh, your cousin or your sister.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I, I'm a poker player, always been a poker player, always prefer poker to all other forms of gambling because I feel like I have more control over what I win and lose, right? I feel like poker is a game that can be beat. You find play against bad people, you could you could win money almost every time, right? Blackjack is very much a, a coin flip game. Roulette, even less. I think roulette, your odds go down to like, you know. Basically one in 35. Yeah, right? one in 35, and then they, they jack you by adding extra frickin' numbers to the board. So you, you had a zero, and then a double zero, and then for the first time ever, I saw a roulette table with a triple zero, mm-hmm. or it was the Venetian, right? It was yeah. like a V, which, so now, you know, for anyone that's not into math, I mean, Here's the deal, if, if you had 36 numbers and they pay you 36 to one or 35 to one, right? You're basically breaking even, but for every additional number they add and they still pay you 35 to one when you hit a number, your odds go down because there are now additional numbers on the board that mathematically you never get paid for.
1: Yeah, they're just finding new ways to fuck you, right? Oh
0: yeah, and I, even blackjack, right? Blackjack, normally when you hit a blackjack, you get three, to, three two. to two, right, so for every you know, 20 bucks you get $30 when you win on a blackjack, but now they've changed it to 6 to 5. And now you can no longer get even money, which means you can't purchase insurance when the dealer has an ace showing. So you can't win your blackjack
1: hand every single time. You yeah. used to be able to win it 100% of the time. Right. Or like if for the people who don't gamble, if you take insurance in blackjack, you basically put up half the money and then what happens is if the dealer has blackjack, basically the whole transaction gets canceled and you you end up even. Right. Now, because of what David's saying, there's an equation. You can still buy insurance, but no matter what, you're either giving away a significant portion of your winnings if you don't hit it, or you're still losing a couple bucks if you do hit it. So it's it's all fucked up. Well, it's, I was
0: even reading one of the signs. It said um, no no insurance offered on on blackjack. <coughs> so that's bullshit. Sorry, I'm I'm almost dying from was that a pubic no, hair you just coughed it up? I'm almost dying from the lack of uh, winning. <laughs> All right, so. so yeah, so the so the math sucks. Um, Vegas has been hit hard by <laughs> Vegas the pandemic. The sucks. <laughs> Vegas has been hit hard by the pandemic, and they're making it up in ways that are just absolutely ridiculous by screwing over the people that actually built this place, which is you and I, basically. Yeah. We own, we should own a wing in the fucking Wynn hotel right now because <laughs> how much we gamble.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: on the 14th floor, I asked for the Michael suite. That's yes. the one I paid for. Um, <laughs> hold on, not done yet. All right, uh, good. So I, I also have a set amount where I'm like, all right, but I. the difference is I have, well, you did mention you have like a daily amount that mm-hmm. you spend, right? So I,
1: my my daily amount's a little bit less than yours. No, no. I plan on a daily amount. That <laughs> quickly adjusts when I hit a fucking bad patch, so I'm just saying. All right, well,
0: I'm a little bit stricter in that once I hit that number, I'm up. I'm done. Like yes. I get up, you even see me, you're like, yep. I'm done. <laughs> I get up and I walk away from the table, right? So, um, uh, and as I was saying, poker is kind of my jam, but when we go to Vegas, poker's not a social game you and I can't go and play in a poker tournament and necessarily sit down at the same table and and have fun and joke and, and have a good time so um, I figured I would not play poker just so that we could hang out and then after I'd early yesterday like what was it noon
1: it wasn't even noon mm-hmm. hit my threshold of losings on Blackjack mm-hmm. I'm like I gotta go and just a reminder to everybody who, if they maybe don't gamble, when you go to Vegas, you're not waking up at 6 a.m. like you are for work. (laughs) We didn't get up till like 9.30, (laughs) waiting on breakfast. Like, it was a pretty quick slapping around that he lost that money. It was pretty
0: bad. So anyways, I get up, and I'm like, I'm going to walk the strip. You guys continue to gamble. I start walking. And finally, it's the last day of the World Series of Poker. Um, There's like, they have... They have the, the big, like, bracelet events where you win a bracelet and millions of dollars and blah, blah, blah. And then they have these smaller tournaments like every four or five hours, called they're called Daily Deep Stacks. And the buy-ins are a little bit less, but they're still, you know, it's poker. So I head over to the Rio, enter into the 1 p.m. tournament, which it was like, I want to say it was 2.30 when I got there, so I'm buying in late. Tournament's already been going for, for you know, a little over an hour, hour and a half. And so I sit down and and just go on a run and end up finishing third in the tournament. And the whole time I'm sitting there like, why the fuck, why do I even bother with blackjack? I should just go fucking play poker every time we come. But then I wouldn't get to see you guys and hang out. So that sucks.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, you do play a lot of the tournaments and I just, I'm going to. I'm gonna go throwback story here. David hates this story. Well, I'll I'll correct the story because your
0: version of it's not quite accurate. <laughs> my version spot on. People don't listen to this.
1: Here's what you do. After I finish my story, you everybody skip 15 seconds and then move on to the next story. <laughs> so there was one trip that we were here, and David was going to. Enter Hold and, on, we already talked about this on a prior episode. Care, I'll, let you, I'm, I'll let you talk about it again. I'm going me, into it again because we're here. <laughs> there, there's no better time, as they say. And, uh, look, there'll be plenty of times when we bring up, you know, old stories or something that happened. And it's like, oh, we, oh yeah, we talked about that. OK, well, this is going to be one of them. <laughs> so we, we, we say goodbye to David. Say it was 12 o'clock. He's like, I'm going to be in a tournament. You know, if I do really well, the tournament will go hours and hours and hours. You guys will have to catch your plane. You'll leave. He says goodbye to us. It's all everybody hugs. Oh, good to see you. See you next year. All that kind of stuff. He leaves. The tournament starts. And maybe... 20 minutes into the tournament, David calls us and is like, where are you guys? <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> All right, so what's so your version? The,
0: the real story is I was actually in that tournament for at least two and a half to three hours. There no a way. Yeah, there is a way. I actually have the receipt to prove it. Um, maybe we'll, I'll see if I can dig that up and post it because I always save the World Series uh, re- the tournament receipts. Anyways... The uh, yeah the uh, the tournament didn't go so well for me. It was a fifteen hundred dollar buy in tournament. I think at that point in time. So I mean that's a decent chunk of change to throw down for a, for a buy in, and it got it took a real bad beat a couple hours in, and uh, got to spend some extra time with <laughs> yeah, the boys exactly. before they left on their plane. <laughs> Quality time.
1: <laughs> so in 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 no particular order, bouncing around a little bit. So last night we were at uh, the bar that is basically the center. Point of the win, right? It's in the back. It's near the high-end tables. It's not that big of a bar, but <clears throat> it definitely seems to, because there's two kind of bars, um, a sports-ish bar and like a, you know, kind of a burger joint attached to it that a lot of people go to, and I'll tell a story about that in a minute while we were here, and then the bar in the back, which is the little bit of the higher-end bar, so we go over to that bar, and, and, you know, GQ and David are having a drink, and I'm just kind of hanging out, and there is a rather attractive lady there sitting down. And if you're staring at the bar in the dead center, if you actually look around a little bit, there's kind of one of them at one o'clock, one of them at, sorry, one of them at, at uh, nine o'clock, one of them at six o'clock, one of them at three o'clock, as it, as it ended up turning out. Um, and we started paying a little bit more attention to this as the, as the couple hours, the hour or so that we were there. And, you know, the lady who was talking with us was super friendly, you know, one of those, she thinks we're the funniest people in the world, no matter what we say, and trust me, she thought David was funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> so then it, it became evident to us that she was a prostitute, right? And we didn't have any interest in that, though I, I actually regret today not asking questions about pricing. I just was curious, like, because after, after we, we showed we weren't interested, she moved on to the next mark, because she's like, well, fuck it, I'm not, these guys aren't worth my time. And and like today, hey, when David and I were getting coffee, I'm like, you know what, fuck, I'm just so curious on, like, and this is the business person We want me. the I'm, economics. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> how much does she make? How many tricks she's she turning a night? Like, what do things cost? Does she discount? Yeah. Does she have a pimp? How much
0: <laughs> does she pay the bartender to save her seat? Because yeah, he did save her seat. Because the bartenders
1: were definitely in on it. Oh, so I don't sure. know if they're getting paid in cash or in trade, but they're definitely in on certain things because we saw... When she got up, when she said to herself, "Look, these guys aren't interested," and she went to somebody else, he reserved her seat mm-hmm. so that way, if the next person wasn't interested, she could come back to that prime center bar seat. So it's 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 funny because, like, you know, then we started joking. Like, obviously, as the night goes on, her price probably goes down. Like, there's all these other factors that go into it. But does she offer coupons? Yeah, are, are group there rates. How, are there? <laughs> <laughs> so. But that that was one that was there. Then at some point, kind of, we turn around and there's another one there on the left. Or look, I do want to say it could have just been a lady who was dressed up really nice and at the bar, um, oh, no, no, looking to meet somebody. But she, yeah. my my view, David's view, everybody else's view, she was a pro. Yeah. Um, and actually, at one point, the girl who we weren't interested in, she, where are you from? Oh, New York. Oh, I actually have a Yankee hat in my my bag here, and she took it out and she said something to the effect of. Oh, because when the deeds are done, I can walk home and I don't have to worry about my hair. Or something like that, she said, about the hat.
0: Yeah. Well, hold on. So the way you described this, you said the girl that we weren't interested in. Correct. It, oh, may, no. yeah. it may come off as if we were looking for somebody
1: else. No, sorry. We were not. Sorry. We were looking for a group race. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no trying to differentiate the two whores. And I don't think whore one, whore two is the way to go. And so <laughs> The one who was talking to us. Because the other girl we never talked to. So... The girl who was interested in us, and then when we showed no interest, she moved on to somebody else. Right. We were
0: there to just have a few drinks and wind down before we went to bed, and it was, like, 11 o'clock. Right.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's the other thing. Like, you know, when you're fucking gambling so hard for 13, 14 hours, like, 11 o'clock, it's 11.30. We're like, yeah, we're fucking—we're done. Like, it's been a long day. So I guess in this case, whore two, the one on our left, was—she never talked to us, right? Which is fine. I don't give a shit either way. But she was so bitchy that I'm like, wh- what? Is, what is she going for here? If she's looking to pick up a John, like, how is she going about that by being such a bitch? So I don't know. But uh, by the time we left, it didn't work for either of them. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it
0: is. I don't know what it is about this hotel. And the hotel we're staying at is the win. But um, this is the second time. I think we stayed at the other, the sister hotel last time. But. Every time we stay in this general vicinity and we hang out at the tables right around this area, we always run into obvious pros. Like it it's you just they're sitting at the bar, they're looking around, they like they're saying notice me. If if you walk anywhere near them, they immediately strike up a conversation and try and and drop hints as to what they do. Last time we were here, didn't that one girl was like like, what do you guys do for a living? And we were like, oh, this is what we do. And we are like, what do you do? And she's like, oh, I'm in entertainment. Yeah. And we're like, okay, you got to be a little more specific in that. And she's like, well, Vegas
1: entertainment. And I'm like, all right, all right I get it. <laughs> well, it's funny because like, when, when we're talking to them and the conversation starts up, right? Like, I'll talk to anybody next to me at a bar. I don't really care. But I, as I've always said, people mistake me running my mouth for having a conversation. I have zero interest in having a conversation at a bar with somebody I don't know. But I am totally in for running my mouth if somebody's next to me, right? I use the example when I'm in line at a supermarket all the time and somebody will have some random thing in their cart. I'll be like, oh, then I'll say something. And then they'll strike up a conversation. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that wasn't the intention here. My Mm -hmm. intention was just to say what I wanted (laughs) and move on. But now I'm literally stuck in line behind them. So, yeah, yeah, I don't care. But, like, it was funny because it was almost like it didn't. It didn't click at first when she was like entertainment, because we're like, oh, like you know, you you're a sports agent or like something like that. And then it's like, oh, oh, okay. are you in marketing? Yeah, no, no, not in marketing. <laughs> so yeah, that was the that was the more higher end bar at the win. Yeah, and
0: I get why that's attractive to to prostitutes because obviously there's in theory more money there. Mm-hmm.
1: Little did they know that we are not money. So yeah. <laughs> um. So then at another point in one of the nights, we were at the other bar that I was talking about, which was kind of more the sports bar, and we were we, we were sitting at the bar. There was, David was sitting, GQ was sitting, I was actually standing, and the guy next to me was- This is
0: one of those bars where they have the poker
1: machines yeah. built into like
0: the bar table so that you can stand there and play. Yeah, and
1: they have a ton of TV screens so you can watch whatever sports thing you want, those kind of things. So the guy next to me is standing as well, and the seat between me and him is, uh, I'll give you, uh, this is not ideal uh, to explain it, but I think it does fit. If his ass is at seven o'clock on a watch, my ass was at five o'clock on a watch, the seat was at six o'clock on a watch. Meaning it was relatively between both of us. You could have just said that. The seat was in between both of us. You don't well, have to. Now everybody knows how to tell time. It goes five, <laughs> six, seven on the, uh, the dial. Unless, of course, you have a digital watch, then that's really irrelevant. But So... And it was quite a few minutes. Like, it wasn't like I just walked up, pulled the chair from him and sat down. We were both standing for, I could say a good 10, 15 minutes. So eventually I'm like, yeah, I want to sit. So I grab the chair and I pull it over and I sit down. And this guy who's had a few drinks, and of course I didn't because I'm not a big drinker. The guy starts going on and on about the seat. And he's like, you you, you took my fucking seat. You could have asked me. What are you doing? And I'm like, well, I didn't take your seat. It was kind of in between us. Six on the dial, if you're listening. Um, I'm like, it it was between us, and both of us had been standing for a while, so it really was nobody's seat. So I said, do you want it back? And he said, no. So I said, okay. So I I stayed there. Then this little fucking guy just keeps chirping in my ear, chirping, 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 just comments, not comments, you know, about the seat, about this, about my weight, blah, blah, blah. So finally, so now... David had come back from the bathroom, I yeah. think, when the initial thing happened. Right? I walk away and, and come back
0: into the shit show. I'm like, what the
1: fuck? <laughs> yeah. So now after the guy doing this for about five minutes, I actually get up and I say, look, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you back this seat and you're going to take it or I'm going to knock you the fuck out. <laughs> so I went and got a different seat, brought it back. I sat down. He went about his way. And then when he was with his dad, but the kid was—I call him a kid. He was in his twenties or thirties. He right. wasn't like a, an eighteen-year-old at the bar. And his dad kept trying to like corral him a little bit, mm-hmm. and so this kid wouldn't shut up. And I know his dad was like, "He's—he's he's gonna get fucking punched in the face." Yeah. And <laughs> and look, the guy could be the best fighter in the world, but the amount of alcohol he had in him probably wasn't gonna be that. Yeah. And so eventually, his dad took him away, and you know, so he, just so he left. And then he was still chirping on the way, and I just gave him kind of the brush off, like, "Yeah, yeah, get the fuck out of here."
0: Here's here's the problem I have with this whole situation. One, I walked in at the end. Number two, before I walked away to go to the bathroom, I offered you my seat and you said, no, I don't
1: like those chairs. Yeah, you were on the other side though. <laughs> well then I was just like because you were watching the game, right. and you two were drinking. You and GQ were drinking. So I was just kind of like standing there. So eventually, I'm like, oh, fuck, I might as well sit down. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But also, like, I, I in my head, I also knew that it had this other seat next to me. So I was like, well, I got a seat right here. It's fine. All right, well, almost paid for it with your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the dealers, so at one point, you know, look, there's, there's uh, look, I like to think I play the right way, and... and uh, even with that, I end up losing a lot of money anyway. you're talking about blackjack blackjack, right? Um, well all, all the all the all the games that require like the book as they call it strategy, right yeah. you know so um so what what Mike's describing is if you don't
0: play Blackjack a certain way, you cost yourself and potentially other people at the table more money because there there is kind of a preferred way to play blackjack that optimizes your chances and everybody else at the table's
1: chances at winning. Right. And there is, and look, and, and you've seen me do it when somebody does something that is really crazy. I'm always like, it's your money. You can do what you want, but did you think this through? And mm-hmm. I'm just, I just give them information. So, um, somebody came over to one of the tables, was playing like a fucking idiot. And so I was like, I, I, I Maybe the first time I'll I'll recommend something. Like, did you know that you know you have a soft six? No matter what card you get, you can't possibly break. Like, you can your hand can literally only get better. <laughs> there is no downside to your hand. It's things like that. And if the person's like, as the guy did, and one of the times was like, yeah, I know. I'm like, okay, I left the table. There's 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 no logic there. Like, this game's hard enough to fucking win without blowing money away when you when you have possibilities of improving your hand with no risk. But one of the times that happened. GQ and I went to another table and they, were, they had started raising the prices on all of them. So we asked the pit boss. We're like, hey, look, can you, this table over here, nobody's at, and I find out why in a few minutes, I'm like nobody's at, I'm like, can you lower the price on this table so we can start there? And he said, uh, yeah, give me a 2nd hold on. Yeah, sure. So he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. No problem. So he brings us over, he sits us down. And he's like, just so you know, this dealer is deaf. <laughs> and he's like, can't hear you at all. So everything has to be a hand symbol, a hand signal, or if it's something tricky, you gotta raise your hand and one of us will come over and help. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing hardcore gamblers have no desire for that. But my point is, which I made to GQ, I'm like, this is actually the perfect fucking job for somebody who's deaf. <laughs> because everything at the table, you have to use a hand signal. Yeah. So I don't understand why nobody wanted to play at this guy's table. The one thing though was, and look, I'm not making fun of the guy, I'm just pointing out what happened. He obviously could could either had heard at some point or had learned to speak certain words as he was going along. But I couldn't understand him. And mm-hmm. GQ couldn't either. So I felt bad about that because so he actually he, tried to talk to us. He at was trying to talk to us, but I couldn't understand him. But yeah. like if I would have like, Hey, can you change this twenty five? He didn't know what I said. Like, but you know, he was trying to say things like good hand, bad break, like all those kind of things. Right. So I just thought it's I think it's a perfect fucking job for a deaf person. I don't know why the <laughs> the, the why they thought it was a big deal.
0: Well, let's call the ADA and uh, let them know. Yes. All
1: right. So one other thing. We got here a um, $100 credit, right? Because Because we're degenerates and we gamble. Because we're degenerates and we keep coming back. (laughs) Well, we should have asked the whore if she took the $100 credit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this gets even better. (laughs) So with the credit, and I apologize if you can hear the paper that I'm holding as I move it around. (laughs) With the credit, they give you a here's a hundred dollar credit that you can use in the in the in the wind resort. But here, <clears throat> here is the places that are excluded. So you can't use it for any 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 purchases made at the stores in the the two hotels. Uh, it excludes room rate and tax, it excludes resort fee and tax, it excludes the beach club and the other beach club and the other one. That's a lot of things it excludes. Mm-hmm. And the La Cave Wine and Food Highway, the Earth Cafe, uh, Cipriani's, again, they just keep adding to it, and any retail items that you buy, the drugstore retail, which is where you'd buy like aspirin if you had a headache and like a soda to walk around with, Sundry's retail, which is another place like that, can't use it for casino play, <laughs> can't use it for valet charges, and you can't use it to give somebody gratuity. So, that's basically, you cannot use this credit in the, in the place. As we found out, because we used it at a place where we're like, oh, good, we can use it here. It's on the list. We missed it.
0: <laughs> so we're expecting when we check out to get a, a, a big laundry list of things that we have to pay for. And we'll probably still have $100 credit on the room. <laughs> if
1: anybody wants it, let us know. I'm sure that hooker comes back every night. You can ask her if she takes it. Um, so, David, here's the thing. We've been recording for a little bit. Do you want to go into anything else? Do you have any other stories about here? Well, you had you had uh, uh, uh,
0: Pete Davidson on the list of things to talk about, yeah. and I really—it's it, interesting because he's banging Kim Kardashian now, and uh, I know this isn't relevant to Vegas at all, but um, I mean, there's there's a saying, right? Either he's got twelve million dollars in the bank or a twelve-inch penis. Right. Um, he potentially has both. So, what's your take on that? Well, that that's my
1: question. What is this guy doing with all the the specific girls he's bouncing between? Like, is it the humor? Is it the wounded bird? Like, I I just don't understand how he just keeps going from, like... And look, whether you find... If people find Kim Kardashian beautiful or not, or not their style or not, that's all personal preference. I don't get into that. But, um, as we've had many discussions over the last 24 hours in relation to things like that. (laughs) Um, But... The, the the curiosity is, is this guy who seems to be a little bit of a loose cannon, has a lot of drug problems, seems to be all over the place. He just keeps ending up with these women who are famous in their own right, have money, don't need that kind of stuff. So I was just curious what you thought. But I guess your 12 mil or 12 inches kind of solves the, <laughs> the
0: equation. I, I think it's uh, he's the modern day um, Heidi Fleiss of, of men. Right? you remember her he wasn't she the, the madam? Though? She was the madam, but she had such a reputation that like every Hollywood actor would like locate her and, you know, spend the night with her because it was just the thing to do back in like the I guess it was like the 70s and 80s. Um, it it's almost feels like he's built up this reputation and if and if you look at his list, I mean, his list is longer than Taylor Swift's, which is pretty difficult to do. Of people that he's dated and they're all A-listers so um, there's definitely some allure to him he doesn't seem to be having one-nighters though he seems to be like dating them for a couple weeks and then you know the relationships for whatever reason don't work out but they all seem to be like you know one to two week Mm -hmm. relationships and they're all Hollywood A-listers and it absolutely blows my mind I don't know what a good-looking guy looks like anymore, because I don't think he's that attractive. But some women don't care about looks as much. Maybe most women don't care about looks. I don't know.
1: Well, yeah. I'm not, I, look, I don't, I don't find him attractive either, but that's not my target market. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Speaking of attractions, can we talk about Area 15? Yeah. <laughs> so Mighty Eagle, maybe a year ago, sent me a link about this place here called Area 15. And at that point, it was just getting ready to open, and it, it looked pretty interesting, right? It looked like organized chaos, right? I don't know any other way to describe it. That's what it looked like, organized chaos. This
0: is like, they bill it as like an adult playground, right? right? Like if you're like of age, you can go there, you can drink, and there's lots of things to do. They bill them as experiences, right. which for me is confusing as fuck, because I don't know what the hell the definition of an experience is in Las Vegas. Right,
1: that bar horror. Is yeah, long. right. Um,
0: it's very wide. But Broad. as
1: we found out, as part of this experience at this place, means you need fucking tickets <laughs> for everything inside of it, which we didn't know at the time. And so you so you walk in and like it's like a mall. Well, it, it's it's a mall from. Like, Mad Max meets Tron, right? That's yeah, probably a like good explanation. Super, like, neon fluorescent, yeah. but everything's, like, post-apocalyptic, yeah. dystopian. The trucks, the, the sorry, the cars outside look like cars from Mad Max but made all of metal. Yeah. Massive tires. You walk in. They it's, have a
0: burnt-down, like, you know, welcome to Las yeah. Vegas
1: sign that looks like it was just yeah, nuked. like a nuke hit it. Right? Yeah. So we go in, and, like, you can do everything from there's this rum event, right? I don't remember what it was called, but like a rum event. That's like a two hour thing. When you go in, it's an experience. They have an axe throwing experience. They have this uh, Mega Mart. What what was the Mart called? Uh,
0: Well, it was,
1: it was, yeah, I think it was
0: called Mega Mart, but it was also tied to this Meow Wolf like Mm -hmm. experience, another kind of art installation experience. But the Mega Mart looked like something out of like a Simpsons cartoon. Like all the items in the Mega Mart were like weird, stupid shit. Like the milk wasn't real milk. It was like, you know, duck milk right. or like just
1: weird shit like that. So we, we we saw it from the outside and we didn't go in. One, we thought you could just get online and go in. So we were like, yeah, we'll do it eventually. And we thought it was like a supermarket. So we would like just walk around in it. Then we find out after being there like an hour and a half, just fucking killing time because the place opens at 10 events open at 12. We found out you need tickets, and then by that point, all the early tickets were sold out, and the next ticket was like three hours from there. So we didn't go through that, which is unfortunate because my friend Max Steiner, who um, is an artist, he has stuff in there. That's actually when, when Mighty Eagle sent me the stuff last year, the, the guy was talking about all the different art he has in there. And he's like, oh, yeah, when you go through the Mega Mart, you see this, this, you see these artists, that artist. And he's like, this Max Steiner art here, he's one of my favorite artists. And I was like, oh, shit, like, I know that guy. <laughs> and, I, like, I know he's an artist, and he's done a lot of things. He's, like, he's, uh, his art has been at Buckingham Palace when they've had an event because he makes, like, I know he probably fucking slapped me for explaining it like this. But he makes what I call would be, like, bunny ears. He makes them as masks. Mm-hmm. And that's been his big thing. That was a uh, – he created it. A lot of models use it, runways. It's a very big thing. And he did these special, like, bird ones or Phoenix ones for fucking Prince Charles and shit. So it was, he's he's been done some very successful things. So I didn't get to go through there at all to see that stuff. So that was a little bit disappointing. But, you know, the place has, like, zip lines up above. So it's it was just a fucking crazy place that, you know, next time we know if we want to do anything, we got to plan ahead. But it was unfortunate that it worked out that way. The funniest
0: part about that was that Mega Mart, like, I'm like, I want to go in there. That looks pretty interesting, right? And then I go and look at the tickets, and it was $55. Yeah. And if you look in, it looked like the size of like a hotel room. It wasn't that big. It looked like a convenience store I'm like what the fuck is $55 that you know Why is it so expensive and then we found out like there's a whole bunch of there's rooms and it's like a, a Maze and there's shit to do in there, but it looks pretty unimpressive for 55 bucks
1: Yeah, and we and it was ended up being like two floors and so it's funny because you say we found out like first of all you, when you're a waitress there or waiter you got to be able to explain what the fuck's going on behind these in essence blocked walls, right? right. Cuz you just see this little what looks like milk on a shelf, tied on a shelf and some cereal mm-hmm. because everything else is hidden behind this wall. She kind of tried to explain it to us and we're like that just sounds stupid. Like I'm not <laughs> doing that. Um, and
0: part then of it, part of it though like if if somebody says like, all right, it's only this. But then you look and the price is like $100 to get in. Part of me is like Well, shit, now I want to know, but why is it so expensive to see that little thing? Like, now, all of a sudden, I'm curious.
1: Yeah, you're the kind of guy who, 100 years ago, would have got taken advantage of by the guy selling, like, snakeskin oil and shit, and like, (laughs) this is the best thing ever, you got to get this, it's only $5. if if he
0: would have sold it to me for $5, I'd have been like, no, it's a scam. If he would have said, this is $200,
1: I'd have been like, all right, now I got to (laughs) know. So, the, and it was a waitress for us, the waitress gave us a horrible description of it, but ended with, it's $55. And we're all like, there's no fucking way. Like, <laughs> based on what you just said, there's no way I'm, I'm giving $55. Plus, yeah. I have to lose that at a table in a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> then we looked it up online while we were sitting down. And then that's when we're like, holy shit, this is pretty fucking cool. Like, all this other stuff and all this events. And so, yeah, you, they just they just – and the other thing is, if Mighty Eagle didn't send me this information, I have not heard one thing about this place. I haven't. Seen a sign? I haven't seen a billboard. Oh, see, I've seen billboards for almost. Area Fifteen. No, oh. for the attractions. I've I've seen
0: Megamart on billboards. Oh, okay. I've seen uh, not the Dueling Axes, the the distillery, the the rum, the tour. rum tour. Like I, I didn't put it all together until we were there, and I'm like, holy shit! Like we've been seeing ads for these things, not for the actual Area
1: Fifteen, but for you know all of the things. Right. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that's where we are now. Today we're going to see the Raiders. We're going to go see a home game, um, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, against the Cincinnati Bengals. So we're going to be Raider fans for the day. Uh, we're going to bet on the game because why not? Because we're different. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're we're bringing those couple horses our date. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> just, Your wife doesn't listen to this podcast. My
1: Just kidding. Just kidding. I'll send photos if anybody wants them. <laughs> uh, all right. With that. I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously Bored. Oh, I, gonna... <laughs> I don't even want you to know, think you know what I'm going to say. I will say happy anniversary, David. It's been a great year. Let's keep this going. It's been a good year. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Bye.